Well, it's time once again for another chapter in Folk on the Water. Uh, when we last talked to Captain Dave Rowe and uh, his first mate, Stacy, they were just preparing to go on what is known as the Big Shoot. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more because they have made it. Luckily, we, we had them on the phone, <laughs> so we know it worked. Uh, but Dave, how you doing? You, you survived. I survived. I'm here. I live to tell the tale. <laughs> well, I, I guess there really was no, no doubt about that to begin with. But it, I saw the video, and I got to tell you, watching it, I was nervous. Uh, it, it, it's basically, as you said on our last meeting, it's, it's a little railroad car that you get on. And I saw there were two very small boats in front of you as you were getting on. And the people on those boats looked a little worried as they saw your boat backing into them, behind them. I, I think they might have been. Uh, the one on the right ahead of us was a, a group of, uh, of older folks. And uh, when it came time to get off of the rail car, too, when the boats were floating again, they had a little bit of trouble getting started. Uh -huh. And I almost drifted into them. So. Oh, that's not a good sign. But I don't survived. think they noticed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it looked really incredible. Uh, just the amazing technology. And, and this is something, the shoot is not like a new thing. This has been there for, for a long time, hasn't it? It has. It's been there for the better part of 100 years, I think. Amazing. And I was just talking to somebody uh, about it, and he said that every time it breaks, which it does a few times a year, it's down for several days because the parts aren't something that you can just walk into a true value and pick up off the shelf. They have to be made specially for it. And sometimes they have to call a machine shop locally and get them made. And sometimes they have to come from Sweden or someplace <laughs> like that. So, I, I guess for the, those listeners who are just catching up with us and, and not really understanding what's going on, you know, we're, we're following Dave and on board his uh, vessel, the Stink Pot, as he does a year-round journey around the Great Loop. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I guess, you know, all the people who think that the earth is flat, I think you've proven them wrong because obviously you've got to go through all these shoots because of the difference in levels. Otherwise, you'd be going up waterfalls. So this is uh, uh, just some amazing technology that allows your boat to get from one level to the next. And this one is the big shoot is the only one in North America that goes by a rail car. That's exactly right. It's uh, the only what do they call it? Marine railway in North America. Uh -huh. And I can't remember the, the level that we changed, but it was, it was something on the order of uh, 60 to hundred feet somewhere in there. Yeah. And uh, it, the reason that they did that instead of building a conventional lock is that invasive species can make it through an, a conventional lock. Uh, and they didn't want anything coming upstream from mm -hmm. the lower water level. Sure. Uh, you got to be careful of things. Uh, wow. Well, well, we're glad you're safe. Now you're in uh, the Georgian Bay in, in Canada. Explain what Georgian Bay is to so those of us who aren't that familiar with it. It's basically the uh, northeastern chunk of Lake Huron. Uh, it's a, a, a big stretch of water with 30,000 some miles, uh, miles, islands. It's uh, excuse me. It wasn't miles. It was islands. If it was 30,000 miles, I wouldn't be doing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but 30,000 islands uh, still portends other things. We uh, actually went to uh, a crazy sort of uh, uh, Georgian Bay orientation today with somebody who knows the, the waters quite well and actually runs this marina that we're in right now. And uh, 30,000 islands means, you know, 30 million rocks. Wow. Uh, and it just 
astonished. And the water levels up here are high, which means that a lot of the previously visible rocks are underwater and invisible at the moment. So she was giving us the lowdown, telling us where to go, where not to go, which, which is the more important thing. Don't don't go this way, go that way, because otherwise you might end up doing <laughs> crucial damage to your hull and things okay. like that. Oh boy. Now, do you have like sonar or something on the board that, that helps guide you or is you're just going by maps and what other people have known about this, uh, this area? Oh, we have all the toys. We have the sonar, we have the radar, we have uh, GPS, which is actually the most important tool of all uh, because that combines with chart plotting and mapping and basically allows us to easily know where to go and how to get there without having to jump through a lot of hoops and mm -hmm. uh, know all the old, the old tricks for reading charts and, and things like that uh, and charting courses and that stuff. Uh, although if we had to do it the old fashioned way, we certainly could, mm -hmm. uh, but it does make it easy. Uh, sure. And most of the bad stuff is on the backside of the boys that we should not cross. Uh, so we, we try to stay in the channel and on the straight and narrow and, and do what the, do what the GPS says. It's pretty oh. smart. It's smarter than I am. Uh -huh. Well, you know, those of us who are, are not boaters, uh, we always hear them referred to as pleasure crafts, but this seems like it's a lot of work. I mean, you've got to be on your toes when you're doing this. It's not something you just put on autopilot and go in the back and have a beer and let the boat go by itself. You've got to be in control of this at all times. Totally. And these are treacherous waters too. There's, you know, a couple of hundred miles ahead of us that we really could do some damage to ourselves on. Uh, well, just today we were sitting around having a few beverages with the uh, owner of the marina and, and the owners of the marina and, and a couple of friends. And they were talking about three canoes that uh, had gone missing on, on the lake today. And two of them had been found. And the, the third one, uh, the folks uh, were in contact, but they didn't know how to find them. Uh, and they were trying to sort that out with the authorities so that these people could be found and the canoe could be returned. Uh, but it, these are treacherous waters. Yeah, sure. I don't know that I'd want to be in a 14-foot canoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I guess everybody thinks of the you know the ocean as being difficult. And, oh, you're on a lake, it's a stream or whatever. But it's not that way at all. No, no. Yeah, it's these these can be actually worse waters than the ocean in a lot of ways In the ocean you have uh, dependable wave heights and widths more than any or spacing between the waves and on the great lakes uh the wave spacing can be wacky mm -hmm. uh they can get very close together which is is very very dangerous um so it it's it's like the the ocean times 10 when it's angry wow you're on a trip that's got 6,000 miles and it's not uh, something you could just kind of sit back on. You've got to be careful. There's always new challenges, but also I guess there's also new things to see. And, and you were saying that, I guess you're just getting on the Georgian Bay now, but a lot of people have been telling you how beautiful this is. Have you been able to witness that so far? We've seen some beauty. Uh, it's not as beautiful yet as what we've been through, but based on what we heard today, what we have ahead of us is going to astonish us. Mm -hmm. uh, the, apparently this one passage up ahead of us uh, that really looks like, you know, fjords in the old country and, you know, cliffs that tower uh, hundreds of feet above your head. Huh. And wow. uh, 
crazy things like that. Wow. I, I got to tell you, I was, you know, I've been following you also on Facebook. You do have a Facebook page for the stink pot and our listeners should uh, definitely look that up because you've got a great uh, video and also some wonderful photos. And, you know, I was amazed. I was looking at this. I said, wow, there's a picture of David Stacy on board the stink pot. And I'm thinking, well, who's taking this picture? But I understand you're starting to have some followers, people who are uh, knowing where the stink pot is going and they're, uh, they're coming out and looking for you guys. It's true. It's crazy. We don't know how it's happening, but well, I, I suppose it's just the, the, the amazing thing that is social media, but it, word of our journey is spreading like wildfire, at least among the community of people that are interested in the Great Loop. Uh, and they're watching our videos and, and following our trip. Uh, they, they're, they're following us on, on, on an app called Nebo as well, N-E-B-O, uh, which is basically social media for boats that also automatically logs our journey, uh, our, all of our stops and things like that. And it shows a real-time um, place where we are on a map. Uh, at all times. As a matter, matter of fact, uh, I think there's a link to that on my website. If people want to go to the Great Loop page, they can follow us through Nebo there. Mm -hmm. And that get that website, that's daverobemusic.com. And uh, you can just see the little Adventure of the Stigpot and there's a the little, little Nebo app. That's amazing. Well, that's great. You're getting such support uh, and you've got your store up and running now. So this is, uh, this is really turning into some, a, a bigger project than I think you first thought it would be. Oh, it's, it's huge. Yeah. And speaking of the store, we had the strangest request the other day. Uh, I guess there are some people that refer to their small children as stink pots. <laughs> uh, it's sort of a, a term of endearment. Uh, and somebody asked us to create a onesie. So we have three uh, different onesies people can dress their babies in now. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. My, my, my dad used to call me stink pot too. And Unfortunately, it lasted into adulthood, but that's a whole nother story. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, it's it's so it's just so lovely seeing all of this. So so you're you're going to be on the uh, on the the, the Georgian Bay for for how long do you think? Uh, well, somewhere between eighteen and thirty days. I'm thinking uh, the the person that we were talking with today laid out a, a couple of different uh, itineraries basically that we could follow safely. Uh, and one of them was 18 days and the other was 28 days. And I expect we'll probably stop at least someplace for a couple of days. So mm -hmm. we'll probably stretch that out and turn it into a, a cool month before we make it all, uh, down by Mackinac Island and, and get into uh, Upper Lake Michigan. Excellent. Now, I know somewhere down the line, you're still going to be looking into doing some more concerts and, and more performances. Is that still in your on your plan? It's still in the works. Uh, I haven't given up on it. Uh, it's it's proven difficult to know where I'm going to be and uh, uh, when, more importantly. We're working on it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to book gigs if you don't know where and when. But. Sure. <laughs> Of course. Well, at least you're out there. You're, you're, you're still writing songs. I know you're working on one. We don't have it for us today, but maybe in, a, in our next chapter or two, we'll, we'll get to hear another new song from you. But I understand you, you do have a song that you'd like to share with us on today's show. I do. Uh, up here, it's just been so beautiful and so wonderful uh, that there's a song that I've been covering by my, my good friend, Bob Andrews, uh, he uh, recorded an album with me uh, several years, well, several, going on 20 years now ago. And uh, the song's called On Holy Ground, and I fell in love with it the first time I heard it, and I've been doing it ever since. 
Uh, and I'd like to do that right now. And that's Dave Rowe on Holy Ground. Well, he's on Holy Water now, I guess, on the Georgian Bay. And uh, he's with <laughs> us now. And, uh, it sounds like you're still having a wonderful time and the weather is still holding up. No no major storms or anything? Nothing on the horizon at the moment. Good. Hopefully, it's, hopefully it holds out. Oh, that's lovely. Let's keep our fingers crossed for you. What's that old saying? Red sky at night, sailor's delight. Red sky in the morning, sailor take warning. Is that is that true or is that just one of these old wives' tales? It's uh, true 90, well, let's say nine times out of 10. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's more true than not. Oh, very good. Good to know. Of course, of course, the weather can change on you, but it's, it's very dependable. Sure. 
Well, Dave, uh, I, again, I want to thank you for spending some time with us today, and we look forward to our next stop. So what, what are your plans over the next couple of days? Just continue to explore the Georgian Bay, I assume. Uh, that's the plan. We're, we're going to start heading north, and uh, when we get into the thick of it, uh, if people don't hear from me for a little while, I've been warned that the cell service starts getting very thin, uh, you know, probably about 50 or 100 miles from here. So okay. I may drop off the map for a week or so, uh, and if that happens, uh, when we have moments of cell service, I'll try to let you know what's going on. Sure. Uh, you can... You can make a quick report to the, the fine folks on our behalf, but uh, uh, we may drop off the map for a little while. Absolutely. Well, un understandable. And uh, again, I wish you and Stacy all the best and we look forward to our next chat and uh, you know, keep having smooth sailing here on in. We'll talk to you soon. You got it. Thank you so much, Ron. And that was Dave Rowe and uh, the Stinkpot, our next adventure of Folk on the Water. And there's more great music coming from Dave and more great music coming up on Folk Music Notebook. Stay with us. <laughs>